0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. This is our new series, Amen. Uh, We're going to be talking about the generation Uh, This generation. This
1: generation.
0: And so that's exciting. How many of us know that in the Word of God it talked many times about uh, uh -uh. the generations. Let me have just last one. You got something to share while I'm looking?
1: Sure. (laughs) I'll read off my old-fashioned paper over (laughs) here the ink doesn't disappear like it does on <laughs> that computer doesn't I mean, isn't it funny how uh, we're different aren't we uh, especially married couples at times we're real different don't let the difference divide you let it help complete you where that's concerned Ooh. you know sin brings things uh, uh, to the table that uh, I would have never thought of and uh, vice versa and the trick is to try to uh, learn how to operate that together. Now <clears throat> see these nice notes I wrote out for you that you had to get a train saying <laughs> <See> go <laughs> I'll write it down. She goes, What is that word? And I'll say she goes, Bless your doctor. She kinda scribble. has like
0: a doctor handwriting, yep. you know. Takes two or three people to interpret.
1: Yeah, sometimes I have to pray over my handwriting too. So now <clears throat> I've left a lot of journaling and stuff for uh for my children, uh, but I know they're, they're going to have to pray. They are. They are. Forget the, are for to get the <laughs> translation of it because a lot of those words, uh, it'll be hard for because I write it down. Uh, I write it down as I feel like God gives me things. I write them down. I think it's important to capture uh, the things that God uh, says to you. The Bible says, write the vision down, make it plain. And uh, especially for generations, you know, don't don't assume that 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 they know everything that you want them to know, uh, and that uh, they'll get everything that you want them to have. Uh, we can we can be very intentional where that is concerned. And uh, so this this let me tell you the the backdrop of this is that it, it really has uh, I'm. Uh, have a concern that i believe comes from comes from god i'm 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 really wondering what kind of a world uh uh we're going to uh we're going to be handing um, our children and our children's children now i don't believe that we're here to to uh change the world that is it's already written in the bible what direction that it's headed in but as a occupant in yes. occupying until he comes for me and my gender as i pass through the generations of being born and then uh ultimately our graduate you know from our birthday to our graduation day i'm to occupy as a common i'm not going to let uh you know uh the territory that has been assigned to me be trashed uh and 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 just overrun and overcome with the with the junk and there's just a lot of junk you know out there um and that our you know the schools are not the same um the government is not the same. The, the the culture is not the same uh, that it was for my generation or my parents' generation. Um, we have grandchildren, and, and it's not the same as it was even for our children. And uh, is it, uh, you know, should we just buy the bumper sticker that says, you know, oh, you know, I'm spending my grandchildren's inheritance. It's like no thought then for what they're going to come into Mm -hmm. and what we're going to leave them it's like you know look i'm passing through you know uh you know do the best that you can that's what we (laughs) that's what we had to do suck it up buttercup you know uh you know and i'll tell you in preparing them uh you know us you know I, i know it's not politically correct but well, there's just a lot of, you know, soft-baked cookies and cupcakes out there. They're not prepared for the hard and difficult things that they're facing right now. They melt under the, uh, you know, cave in under the least amount of, of, uh, of pressure. And, uh, you know, and this life has pressure, doesn't it? So the, this is where this comes. I would begin to really just felt the heart of God where that was concerned, you know, um, that, that God's heart is really towards, um, uh, the generations as he is a God of the generations. He men he says that about himself. He said, I, when he, in- when God introduces himself, he said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, he lists, uh, he lists, um, three generations there he also goes on to say in the scripture that he says this about he said i'm faithful to uh you and to a thousand even to a thousand generations he talks about your children's children see so you know is god a generational god i would say that he is so anyway, this is the scripture. Sam's going to read it out of uh,
0: Malachi. Malachi.
1: And, and a particular key word in there is the word turning. You know, I think this year is particular. We've really been praying for a turning. And it is a turning, uh, a tipping point and a turning a turning point year, uh, the year that's kind of in between, uh, betwixt and in and, and between. Um, where we are and and the future of what, uh of what's next, where God is concerned, and certainly uh when we you look at this uh this is the uh is an emblem of the tree of life, and you'll notice that it has the roots, it has the trunk and the branches uh, the limbs and the branches, and then way out on the end of that you know the bible talks about uh us being oaks of righteousness, you can't really see it from here, but there should be some little acorns way on out there, you know. Anyway, that's indeed what we're going to talk about uh, um, to, today. And take our time and, and really kind of dig down into, uh, into this more than just a surface look.
0: All right, I'm going to read in Malachi 4 in the New Living Translation, starting in verse 1. It says, The Lord of heaven's armies says, The day of judgment is coming, burning like a furnace. On that day, the arrogant and the wicked will be burned up like straw. They will be consumed, roots, branches, and all. But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings and you will go free leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture on the day while i act when i act you will tread upon the wicked as if they were dust under your feet says the lord of heaven's armies remember to obey the law of moses my servant all the decrees and regulations that I gave him on Mount Sinai for all Israel. Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse.
1: I want to read uh, the message bible and uh and give you some things to consider here now the book of malachi is uh the last uh book of the bible, of the old testament and the chapter that she just read here one of the shortest in the bible uh it's what five or six verses six verses or so The last chapter uh, of the Bible uh, in the Old Testament before the new came. Let me read this to you. It says, uh, Malachi gets in the last word of Holy Scripture in the Old Testament. The final sentence in his message to, to us evoke the gigantic figures of Moses and Elijah. Moses to keep us rooted in what God has done and said in the past, Elijah to keep us alert to what God will do in the days ahead. By leaving us in the company of the mighty Moses and fiery Elijah, Malachi considerably reduces the danger of our trivializing matters of God and the soul. And I would add in that, especially understanding and uh, to know the times that we are living in, Uh, let me read this out of the Message Bible. It says, count on it. The day is coming, raging like a forest fire. All the arrogant people who do evil things will be burned up like stove wood burned to a crisp. Nothing left but scorched earth and ash, a black day. But for you, remember in the, in the other translations it says, count on it. Judgment is coming. There's, there's coming. We're probably closer to that day. Now, again, you're about to hit the remote, I can tell, see. It uh, doesn't fit the narrative, does it, see? But it's, this is not a, a, you know, this is not a fairy tale. He said, this is God talking. This is God saying. This is what God says. He says, you can count on this. There is coming a reckoning. There is coming a great and terrible day where you're on one side of that or you're on the other again that's not popular but you know you know there're going to be folks in hell that wish somebody told them the truth before it was too late this he said i'm going to send uh he said i'm going to he said i've said, I've said all this before but i'm going to send elijah who was who was you know no nonsense i mean just you know called it straight, got in trouble for that with the government at the time the the authorities, all of that kind of stuff, even the people rejected what he said, but he told the truth anyway you know where are, where are where is the truth telling today? Things are not going to continue. On and on and on and on forever. Now there is a forever, but there is a break in between now and that time, and it's called the grace period. It's called the, uh, uh, It's called the period where get your business straight with God before the cutoff date, before they close the auction, before uh, the train leaves the station, before they close the gate before it said Elijah comes before that day and his and and that preaching uh that what marks that uh is is that there is a turning uh of the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children's hearts towards uh the fathers if ever there was a generation that needs that we live in a very we live in a in a generation where there's a dearth of, uh, of fatherhood or parenting in general. Not just fatherhood, but motherhood. But, uh, you know, uh, f- before God's anything, he's, he's, he is God, but he's Father God. This is what got Jesus in trouble. He come preaching Father God. Now, they're comfortable with a God that you can be religious with, but a father mm-hmm. is a different story. But, see, God is Father I say God is Father. Amen. So we're hearing his heart. Wouldn't a father that loves his children say, you know, not hide anything from them or or try to deceive them or pretend or know about something and never give them that, especially how it would affect their life? What he's saying, you can count on it. There's coming a time. See, when if you're on this side of the line, things aren't going to be so good. Mm -hmm. And he said, but. Let me read this uh, here. He says, but for you, he said, sunrise. The sun of righteousness will dawn on those who honor my name, healing radiating from its wings. You, we're, we're entering in a time where you're going to see the healer uh, demonstrate and manifest himself powerfully in the earth. Powerfully uh, in the earth. The church, uh, in this church, uh, the sick are prayed for and the sick are healed. I said the sicker prayed for and the sicker healed. We're about to take that out of the prayer circle and bring it into the circle inside of here and take it from here and put it in Walmart and wherever you are. Because you're going to carry, uh you're gonna uh you're going to uh carry that. You're a carrier of the healing power of God, yeah. of the salvation message of God, of the deliverance. Isn't that the charge that he gave us? He said, Wherever you go, heal the sick raise the dead bring raw resurrection power i mean your words of life will fall on ears of dead men and women wake them up to uh the lord jesus the lordship yeah. of jesus deliverance he said cast out the devil amen He said you can handle any any poisonous thing any any you know deadly toxic doctrine of demons and seducing spirits You'll be able to handle all that with the truth. Amen. Let me move down forward Uh, here just a little bit. You know, I I, I want to thank for the two or three of you that are in agreement with that. If to be a spectator, I would suggest that you prepare yourself to be a participator. Don't let this pass you by. You're here. You might as well get in the game. It ain't no fun to go to the game and not get to play. That's why people get drunk at all the games, because they can't play. They have to watch. Amen. I'd rather play, wouldn't you? I ain't interested going somewhere where I can't play. Well, there's your problem. Listen, hey, I mean, you know, we can have a little game right down on the corner, and I get to play, because they in need of players. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) They don't have to draft and get paid a bunch of money and all that kind of stuff. You know, get in the game. Praise the Lord. Find, find a level you can get in on. Amen. You don't have to be. People wait until, you know, uh, uh, you know the, the draft calls. you. Listen, you're already drafted. Get in the game. You don't got to be a preacher. You're a minister. You, you carry the one who is the healer. He is the deliverer. Let's say, Lord, let's call pastor. You don't got my number. You don't need my number. Amen. You got this. You got this right here. Isn't that right? You lay hands on the sick. You cast out the devil. You preach the good news wherever you go. Don't say, "Well, I'll come to church on Sunday." Be the church on Monday. So you don't have to wait. I'm on. He here right now. We're two or three. That's it. That's all we need. That's good preaching. We could probably go home. You want to pray and leave? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't hear that, put your bag's head goes, Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh there is a little bit more here. Will it be okay? It says you'll be bursting with energy. Uh there'll be uh but down in in the fourth verse says, "Remember and keep the revelation I gave through my servant Moses. The revelation I command at Horeb for all Israel, all the rules and procedures for right living. But also look ahead. All right. So the when we're talking about generations, and we and you know we really we really have to. You can't start at the acre. Now that's where we want to wind up. Is the hearts." Everything that the oak tree is, the roots, the trunk, the limbs, the branches, is to produce that acorn that is the future, it is the children's children, even to a thousand generations. At some point in time, there needs to be no separation there. It's all one synergy. All Everything, all of it points to that one thing. It all hangs on one thing. See, you know, we just stick children on in church, you know, like they're an afterthought. Uh, honey, they're the, they're the reason why we exist. They're the primary focus for the future. Otherwise, we all just, you know, have a wonderful time and a big day and, you know, it all goes away when we die. Because we kept it to ourselves, we didn't understand the, how the arrows all point to the next generation. That this generation just talk about the the, the root. See, uh, the root is the fathers, and in the natural, you know, God when He spoke of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, He chose Abram because He said, "This He will teach His children. Mm-hmm. He He has a yearning." Of the father's heart, even though he doesn't have any children yeah. in the natural, but God said, "I'm going to give him children in the natural because he's caught the he is is there is a a response, a strong response to the father heart of God. He will teach his children and. Abram became the root. You know, it's possible, you know, we just go to a natural, uh, the natural way of things. Uh, most families consider themselves very blessed to have great-grandparents, grandparents, parents, uh, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Five, five generations at one time on the earth is quite an accomplishment. It, it it shows the blessing of God. Somehow we've we've separated. We live in a culture that you know that when you know when you become a certain age, you're just irrelevant. Even if you do wear skinny jeans, you're just irrelevant. Oh, Paul, Paul, you're just old. You're old fashioned, and there's a disconnect. Uh, you can see these disconnects between the generations uh, all the way down through. It, and and some of it, there are a lot of different reasons, excuses for it, all of that. But it's, de- it's demonically designed uh, to disconnect the natural order and the flow of life through the generations. Purposeful, the devil has done that. Let me just give you an an example. It it really, in today's culture and society, especially in the time of the day that we live in, it takes uh, two salaries to operate a, a, a household to a large degree here in America. It's the exception anymore that one person works and another person can stay home. Well, that doesn't stop people from procreating, you know incidentally accidentally or intentionally people those two parents still have children don't they and most of the time uh the families are, are we're so scattered and separated now that the grandparents aren't aren't close enough to help with child care so those kids are farmed out to strangers for the most part are you listening and a lot of kids, a, a lot of kids, you know, not just uh, not just child care, but then school, then after school programs, and they see the parents for a little while uh, at night. The church cannot make up the difference of you know uh, 70, 80 hours and one hour on Sunday. The church cannot make up the difference from the absenteeism, the disconnect of families. It can't. It has to come back down into the home. It has to come back down into understanding yes. whatever we're at in this generation now we're grandparents you know uh uh that doesn't that doesn't make us any less parents. It just adds more responsibility. I feel a greater responsibility uh where you know uh um very challenging today for. Uh, our children to raise their children in the day that we live in. The current is very, very strong. Uh, you know uh, that is absolutely against the basic, fundamental family structure, which is the strength. Is is God designed it and its strength? Its strength. It's the cocoon for the for the caterpillars that will become butterflies. The family life. Say, and years ago, the, the uh, you know the way uh, society and culture was structured, you had those generations sourcing. Where does the where does the the uh, trunk and the limbs and the branches thus, you know, the acorn. Uh, where does that where does the the life come from? From the root, down where the grandparents. Uh, are so we 're going to talk about that today the grandparent the root is of a tree is the foundation of a tree uh, grandparents great grandparents the the that generation the abraham the abraham side of things the patriarchs matriarchs are are the root system it's it's the it's the foundation uh for a family and it should be giving uh it should be uh there should be a heritage and thus an inheritance. When I said before, my concern is what are, what are our children and our children's children inheriting? What are we handing them? See, not just naturally, but, you know, the, the spiritual, the spiritual condition of the culture. Um. You know, the as well as the, the natural uh, condition uh, of the culture. What what will they be facing? What will we be handing them? Well, we can't we can't make a decision for everyone, but we can make a decision for ourselves, can't we? And now, listen. You may say, "Well, I never had any children." Well, God's got plenty of them that need surrogate moms and dads. They need loving. They need care. They need guidance. They need the stability. They need sourcing in their life. And see, the root and the foundation provides a heritage, should be a heritage and thus an inheritance of trusting in God, loving God, faith in God, um, walking in faith and obedience uh, to the Lord. The root and the foundation uh, should... It should be. We should be telling them, but we should also be showing them and proving out as an example these uh, the trusting God, loving God, obeying God. This provides the root and the foundation should provide a stability and also uh, a security uh, in the generations' uh, lives. Why do you think the divorce just, rate is and is I so high? Say
0: something right there, though, because some of you might be saying, "Well, I didn't have you know grandparents in my life, or if I did, they weren't Christians, wow. or you know maybe you haven't had parents in your life, or if you did, maybe they weren't uh, Christians." That's why it's so important that in the church. You know, that we step up for those that are out Mm -hmm. there that maybe don't have those examples. Mm -hmm. That's why the church needs to be the grandparents and the mothers and the fathers and the brothers and the sisters. You know, we need to be that example in here to one another, you know, because you go to church with people that didn't have that in their lives, and that's why we need one another. You need that, too, to take it out there in the world. So, you know, that's why it's so important that we are being... That example, you know, leaving that legacy, you know, not just a natural. Uh, family, but to our spiritual family, you know, especially because there's so many Mm -hmm. people like pastor said that are out there that Mm -hmm. they don't have this or they don't know this. And even sitting in the church, you may not have this. You didn't weren't brought up Mm -hmm. in a Christian home Mm -hmm. or, or maybe, you know, you lost your grandparents or parents early or whatever. So in the church, we need to step up and be that witness, be, uh, that Jesus was skin on, one to another, but as we're bringing up this generation, you know, uh, we've got a generation, you know, we have part of the generation that's on fire and going on with God, and then there's some that have been totally, they are so far mm-hmm. off and turned off from the things of God, and they need a people that will stand up and pray and believe for them and be that example. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I believe that the church, if if the best description of God is Father, the best description of his church is his family. Yeah. That's going to, and God himself says it's generational. Yeah. I am a generational God. So then the church should look like that. See, you know, I, I mean... You know, you may retire, quote, from you know uh, the secular you know service or whatever, but you know how are you gonna how, how am I gonna stop being a parent or a grandparent or being part of the family? That goes on and on. You know, ours called us the other day to Facetime. Thank God. You know, our, we're, our closest ones are are uh, and we've got ones that are <laughs> in their twenties uh, and we've got ones that are two. you know quite a I mean quite a batch they're quite a crew uh the 20 year olds don't call that often uh the uh uh the what the two-year-olds called the other night the one-year-old and the two-year-old and the five-year-old uh called the 12-year-old calls he's two hours difference in time so he'll call on his time which is late hour time (laughs) but anyway um uh, they need, you know, they're just tired, they're two years old, so, uh, so they're on the thing, and they go, Paul, 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 Paul. And it was like, boy, I'm going to tell you what, now they had this big balloon thing, and they were jumping and running and all that. I had to go to bed after because I was tired just from washing. <laughs> you know. You know. Yeah. But they need the stability. And the security of people that know God and have the benefit of experience in life. Uh, that you, you can't overload them with details. But even at two year old, at a year old, before they're born, they need your prayers. They need you trusting God, you know, and speaking truth over their life and then into their life. Uh, all the way up through. See, and that's true. You know, they put you out to pasture in the world. Boy, you know, come on over here. We still got work for you to do. If you feel like that, you know, what's the purpose of my life? You know, you can retire, but come over here and refire. See, there's generations that they, do not, they did not grow up with the benefit of what you grew up in and what you take for granted that they have. They don't have it. They do not have that. They they fell through the cracks. Because the devil opened up a bunch of junk. And we allowed that. Are you listening? Took prayer out of school. Told the church it's irrelevant. I mean questioned everything about it. Let, let me let you in on a little secret. You can't cancel Christ. And Christ didn't. Now I know I'm pointing my finger. You yeah. know. You cannot cancel Christ. You'll never can't, cancel him. And Christ is not Jesus' last name. It is the anointed one and his anointing because the Holy Ghost can go where you cannot go on the prayers of people that simply ask him to and don't you think for one minute that this thing's going to end on, with the devil having the high note God will have always has had the final word and in this word we're reading right now there is a turning happening right now it might skip a generation some of that turning might be and now listen to me you may think you do being real smart you know i don't want anything to do with the church i can be a good i can love god any old which way the bible says don't go doing your sacrifices out there in the field he said you need to do it where i designate do it you need to be part of something bigger than you my mama to this day will call me are you listening if she says i need you to come i'm coming 'Cause she's your mama, that's your daddy. Are you listening? They have a right to your life. Anyhow, you, you, what happens if the tree trunk gets disconnected from the root? Dies. It dies. We're living in in a dying generation. Now we're all on our way to dying. I'll tell you that right now. But I, you know, Jesus said we're supposed to live, really live with the eternal life of God. See. Amen. We ought to be the people that are more alive than anybody out there. Praise the Lord. Anyhow, um, we we are the roots provide stability and security because it's tied. Those roots are tied to the truth, yes. tied to the truth of God's word. See, see you. You you know a lot of people. You know, I want to talk specifically to those that you know that just you know, well, you know, I'll just ride in the back seat. I'm gonna collect my check and and coast to the finish line. Let somebody else drive the uh, let somebody else drive the car. Well, you know, uh, some of them ain't got their driver's license yet. Some of them is drunk as a skunk. Worse than that, I mean, they're way out there. Are you listening? Some of them never took a look of, tra- look of training or instruction in their life. They just rebelled about against everything, you know. Uh, <laughs> you might want to be like the driver's ed teacher, at least be there, have a set of pedals on the same side and be able to grab the wheel in case something happened. Somebody's got to know what they're doing in the car. <laughs> But you know, we just want to yawn and go to sleep after all, you know I mean, I've done my tour. You ain't done. If you're still alive, you're in the root, and you've still got a job to do. There's still a responsibility, and it needs to be, it needs to be pointed toward. There's acorns out there that are just little nuts. you understand? They're just a nut.) <laughs> <laughs> And it's your job to see that you provide shade and just enough sunlight and protection for them little things to fall in some good ground and sprout up. When your time is done, don't worry. The tree will fall. It will fall on the right side, hopefully, and head towards heaven. But you'll have left something behind. You'll have provided what was necessary for, that, for this new generation uh, to succeed. Amen. You cannot separate ourselves from the responsibility to these the little fruit out here on the way out here on the outer edges. See, we're still to be a source of life. A source of provision and protection for that if this thing is good that's God's idea of family. God didn't cut off Adam and Eve. God never cut off any. You know, I mean, He always had to find somebody, a remnant in every generation, that He could perpetuate through to get Jesus here, and then to, and then and still that way. It's still that way
0: to fulfill the purpose, God's purpose. Well, let's
1: talk to that word for just a minute. You know, is our whole purpose in life is to just earn a living? You know. Uh, fill the can, turn it over, sit on the can, and wait till the reading of the will. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't give you anything. No. No. In that culture, they gave the inheritance to them while they were still alive. So they could oversee it, just a degree. How did they oversee it? You don't nickel and dime them and micromanage them. You pray for them. And you let them learn. And like the prodigal son, some of them just say, give me mine. Thank you very much. i have my life. And off they go. Oh, I ain't, ain't, ain't got to go to church now. ain't got to do what mom and daddy say now. Are you listening? But you know, like me, maybe like some of you, you get to the hog pen, you realize, you know, boy, if I would have, I could have, I should have done it different. Amen. What back right back to the root? And do you think that, that you know, it, that, that the father in that story gave him everything? No, he gave him what was coming to him at his particular age, but the daddy's still on the farm. He's still increasing, still producing. Isn't that right? He could have said when he came home, well, I ain't got nothing left for you." He didn't say that. He said, bring the fatted calf, bring the robe, bring the ring, put it right back on there. There was a restoration, and we go on from there, amen. There's still something for you to do if you're 50, 60, 70, 80 years old. There's babies that need the impartation when you're rocking a baby in the nursery, when you're caring for your next generation, don't just you know look at it as a job, look at it as an opportunity. Yes. I'm yes. going to put life into them. I'm going to pray prayers over them that by golly gosh, God will have to uh, tear up heaven and earth before he don't answer this prayer because this is what he promised. Somebody ought to have a little bit of faith. In our life that that it's not just about, you know, sliding into the finish line. It's still about loading the bus and driving the bus with as many folks as you can get in there. Your natural family and your spiritual family. Who you got with you. When you stand in front of God, you want to have old folks that are old like you. But they were still in the way. Not, not an obstruction, but a stepping stone where that is concerned. You ought to have some of the next generation. You ought to have some, you ought to be an Abraham with some Isaacs, with some Jacobs, and with them 12 sons of Israel, right? Coming on along with you. I got my greats. I got my, I got my grands. I got my greats. I got, boy, 120. I haven't done the math on that, but you know, maybe seven or eight generations here. Amen. To where that you know they say, "How old are you? Old enough to know better." And if you will listen, I'll tell you. We we make too we we do we we take this too lightly. You know, you you and I have a response. I look at I have a what can I do at sixty three? What can I do with the remainder of the years that I have to one hundred twenty? Uh, where. Uh, if the Lord tarries, I'm promised that it says that's what I'm to expect. So I'm expecting that. But what can I do with those extra years of, in, of giving to the generations? What? What can if I see my children's children even to a thousand? What can I le- leave for a legacy in them? What? What can? What portion can I hand them? What? What insight and wisdom, what can I give to them to help them be successful? I feel like I have an obligation and a responsibility out of a revelation. See, we we have dismissed this to the degree that we're lacking, listen, of those kinds of anointings. Those kinds of enablings and empowerments to give to them. I found out in raising our children that they needed me more in their teenage years than they did when they were little. Yeah. They told me so. Yeah. It proved it out. I feel like that uh, 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 now, you know, I I had uh, some experience with my great-grandparents, uh, especially Grammy Goldie. I can remember her praying over me. I don't remember anything specifically but I remember her singing them old gospel songs and telling me stories about when she was little and praying over me. Do you think that marked my life? I'll tell you it did. I'm here because somebody prayed for me. You're here because somebody prayed for you. And, you know, your parents are, are trying to, you know, uh, give you uh, earn enough money to put uh, uh, peanut butter and jelly between the bread and, you know... Uh, <laughs> And keep you fed. Grandparents got more time and sense than that. Are you listening? They're making sure we say grace over that peanut butter and jelly. They're key they they're they're there attuned to the the uh, the weightier matters, aren't they? Are you listening? You know, how does that translate into our natural uh into our natural lives? You mentioned that word that word purpose. A lot of times people, when they lose their purpose, the Bible says anything goes, they start wandering around. When you stop living, you start dying. When you stop really living, you start dying. You lose your purpose. See, you just wander around till you wander off the edge. What's the purpose of you being on the earth 60 years, 70 years, 80 years? That little acorn way out there mm-hmm. it's to, there needs to be it says their preaching will turn the hearts. Yes. all right it, let me read it out of the uh, let me read it out of uh, this. it says, but also look ahead. We can't just look at how it is today. We need to look ahead. I'm sending Elijah the prophet to clear the way for the big day of God, the decisive judgment day. He will convince parents to look after their children. And children to look up to their parents. And if they refuse, I'll come and put the land under a curse. Well, let's, let's overlay this in the time and the day that we're living in. See? You know, when, when they kill babies before they're born, I understand that that is a political issue. No, it's a life and death issue, blessing and curse issue. It's the reason why God drove out the inhabitants of the land that were there before Israel. One of the things he said, he goes, they're messing with the next generation. They're passing their children through the fire. They're sacrificing their children. Oh, boy, preacher, I ain't going to listen to you. Well, then be visited with the curse. Sometimes you need to look around and say, you know, under the curse it gets worse under the blessing it's better well look at our society today look at our culture today not just the economy the price of fuel look at look at relationships look at the structures look at the foundations that are being eroded and the roof caving in on top of us. And nobody seems to have any sense at all. We've got to be reduced all the way to rubble. God, God will allow that to happen. And it wasn't him knocking it down. It's us kicking down the house around us. By, by disconnecting ourselves from our responsibility to the next generation. Not being this not taking ourselves as this generation has a obligation to the generations that will follow us. It's not K Sarah Sarah. It's while we're here we occupy until we come until he comes. It's as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will be tied to the truth. We will pray. We will obey. We will show what it means to observe the r- rules and regulations of the only way that works. Because yeah. what does it profit? You know, uh, I got a big retirement fund, I got my check, I got all of that and your grandchildren are on the streets doping it and roping it on up and just going to hell in a handbasket. What good is all of that if you lose your own soul? That's no kind of legacy. I'm preaching real good. Probably should just be quiet. What do you think about it?
0: Well, I think our (laughs) legacy should be you know, what they need to see, children or grandchildren, those in the church and those out of the church, is a life trusting God, no matter what. Living that life of purpose, living a life of servanthood, you know, that I serve my God, that I give my all to Him, and that in my serving, god blesses me so i can be blessed to be a blessing but that's the greatest legacy i believe that we can leave is you know not if we have anything to leave them or give them while we're here it's are we living a life of god are we standing in faith have we stood in the, in the test of all time of when, you know, life has been good and when life hasn't been good, when, when the uh, fire has seemed like it's burning everything up, when you felt like you've been drowning, but yet we've stood and we've stayed with God. Mm-hmm. That's what they're looking at. Is this thing so real that no matter what, my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, they served God no matter what, they prayed. No matter what, they always stayed with God. They never turned away. Things may have came against them, but they stood on the word of God. They never denied God. They stood and they stayed serving God no matter what. I'm going to tell you, that's the greatest legacy that no money could yeah. ever buy. Yeah. It's the faithfulness that we stayed with god
1: staying steady under pressure i remember telling sharing with my son kyle you know uh i said now mark of a man is he's able to hold it steady under pressure son anybody can do it when the sun's shining everything's going your way but the mark of a man is that you just stay steady as a post under pressure you do what needs doing see and we live in a world that that is under pressure your marriage is going to come under pressure your jobs are under pressure your everything is under pressure but it's this a this stay ability tied to the truth a praying person see where that's concerned you know showing them like sand said through the thick and the thin the ups and downs we're nothing it's not hidden we're doing we're not under a bushel we're out here in the open you can see it all my children do not have to wonder Where I am on Sunday morning. You can call them anywhere, anytime. Say, where's your dad and mama on Sunday morning? They can tell you exactly where we're going to be because that's where we've been. All these years. Doesn't matter. They say, well, you know, uh, just all depends. Depends on what? What comes up? No, no matter what comes up, they know where we're going to be. We either have to be dead, near dead. I'm serious now. Are you listening? Now, does that matter? I believe it does. I believe it does. I believe that the witness and the example has to be proved out in a life that's lived, not just talk, but a walk. Amen? That just isn't just about where we are on a Sunday. It's the same thing. If you ask them to say, you know, your parents still believe in God on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They've been with the Lord almost 40 years. And in 40 years, they're still the same. Probably deeper in it. Amen? Now, what does that matter? Because when the wolf come, now we're going to end. This is for the kids. This is for the kiddos. Not... Not wearing the outfit today and telling the, telling the, uh, the story about the, uh, uh, the ugly duckling. You remember that? When we did that, wasn't that a lot of fun? Mm-hmm. We may do something like that again. Where you want to dress up as? <laughs>
0: Keisha's really good. Yeah, she
1: was. <laughs> Let me tell you a little story, children. You know, there were three little pigs. And these three little pigs all had to have housing. So one little pig built his house out of straw. It was quick, it was easy, it was cheap, it was convenient, didn't have to spend much time. We could have said this, he pulled the blue tarp over the thing and he's good to go. <laughs> Went to Harbor Freight, got one on sale, and I'm talking about, whoo, Jesus, he's out there in the sand and the sunshine at the beach with a straw hut. But the other one said, you know, there ain't much to that straw now. Straw makes me itch. So I'm going to go one little. He he backed up, you know. uh, He backed up a little further. And he's picked up all these sticks and twigs and stuff and wove them up. I tell you, that's a little more rugged than that straw business. And so he built him a a house out of sticks. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, it was. It it, was. You know, it's a little stouter than that straw house. And then there was the final one that, you know... uh and of course, it took a little longer to weave them sticks, gather them sticks, a little harder to work with, all that, you know. I mean, it wasn't as quick, you know. I mean, the little pig on the beach with the straw hut and the blue tarp was going, you know, inviting him to picnics and campfires and all that. He goes, I can't come. I'm I, I, I working on my house, working on my house, working on my house. He goes, when, look, you should have just done what i done, see. I mean, look, fun in the sun. But he said, you know, I want something a little more permanent than that in my life, a little stouter, a little stronger. So, you know, it took him another couple of months. But, you know, eventually he was able to join the party and have fun, fun in the sun, uh, you know, because he had his house done. Well, the last one said, "I, think I think I'm, I'm going to build mine out of bricks. And so, boy, you know, I mean, bricks cost more. You've got to have different skills where bricks are concerned. And it took him a little while longer, but he finally got his house done. You know, and they're, they're all, you know, having fun in the sun. All three of them. You know, God wants us to have fun in the sun, doesn't he? He wants us to enjoy the good things of life. But, you know, the, the, the problem with that is that storms come and there's an enemy. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, the wolf been prowling around the neighborhood. They didn't have a neighborhood watch. There were no security cameras. They couldn't call the government. They're kind of out there on their own. That's what they built uh, with. So anyhow, you know, uh, they, there's always a thief prowling around, isn't it? You know, so the wolf, you know, he shows up. Which one did he go to? First, the easy one, easy pickings. So he huffed and he puffed and he didn't take long to blow straw down. That little pig ran, you know, uh, got his little Boston butt right on over there. <laughs> uh, got right on because he was about to be barbecued. So he got run right over there to, you know, uh, uh, stick boy's house. Let me in, let me in. The wolf's done come, blow my house down. Oh, sure, come on in. You know, you want to help your kinfolk. You want to help your brother. And so, you know, but then pretty soon, you know, I mean, uh, the wolf missed the meal. Straw ain't very good. It burns up when breathing fire. So he went over there, and he did the same thing, huffed and puffed. It took him a little bit. It was a little harder. He had to blow a little stronger. But, you know, the wolf's pretty determined, did not he? So he did the same thing to the stick house, and both of them boss about boys got the high tail in it. Amen. Talk about a crooked tail there straight in the wind, honey. Squeal, you know. This little piggy went to squealing all the way to the brick house. They got in that brick house and knocking on the door. Nah, 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 eh, uh, uh, Whoa, eh, trouble, problem. Eh, what's all the commotion? You know, lets them in, and and uh, some of you are bored already, but I'm talking about you. No, this is for your grandchildren. Remember this story, so you can tell it to your grandchild. And uh, so anyway, he let them in. Well, here comes the wolf. He said, "I'm gonna huff and I'm gonna puff. And I'm gonna blow your house down." He tried and he didn't. See you. See you know. Uh, we need to. We need to build. It takes longer and it's stronger, but it it'll last. See. We need to build with the right material. And I'll tell you what, because there's a lot of them build with that other stuff, and they need, you know, they need to go to somebody that's stable, rooted, strong, and secure. Are you listening? And when the wind blows and the huffing and the puffing goes, and you're just straight as a post, unmoved, unmovable. None of these things move me. Yes, yes. Are you listening? They can always know if I call Nana or Papa, they're going to pray. And when they pray, something happens because they believe God by faith. We overcome everything that comes. We're not overwhelmed by what comes. We overcome whatever comes because God is an overcoming God and we have faith outcomes. I'll tell you, God is going to have the last word. How do we know that? Because he's having the last word in my life. And you know, you just get on back behind me. Because to get to you, son, daughter, to get to you, grandbaby, he going to have to come through me. And who do you think you are? You will be just like Lion, Bear, Goliath. It don't matter. I already know what to do with you. My God is absolutely alive and true. And I'm going to tell you what now. We're not going to waste this now. We're going to train them. We're going to train them what to do. We're going to show them what victory looked like. Yes. Amen? And we're going to teach them how to fight too. The good fight of faith. That always, always leads us in victory and always causes us to triumph. Do, does a generation have some stuff to come overcome today? You know there's a generation of parents that have completely checked out and disconnected you know from the generations that that are coming they're more concerned with having a boat. Are you listening and having a big house and wondering about you know uh, we told our i told we told you know our children we love them, but they're not going to be taking care of me when I'm old. God's going to be taking care of me. Well, you never know. I just told you what I know. Amen. I love them, but i seen what they did to their little dolls and stuff when they were children. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) <laughs> Moving right along. Now, you know, I mean what I'm saying. They said they were going to kidnap you, take you somewhere, put you in a cellar hole. Oh, Lord. Amen. <laughs> they God, saying rose up, said, I ain't going nowhere except to heaven with daddy. That's all I'm going. Amen. Glory be to God. You have a purpose this generation. Talking to the root, talking to the foundation, talking to grandparents. Well, they don't want nothing to do with me. Honey, they don't have to know they haven't anything to do with, with you at all. You have something to do with them. You let God source their life through your trusting in him. And you're t- being tied to the truth. You, there's some, you got to hold on to them. Because they're trying their best to die. Kill their own self. Go to hell. Trying their best. Amen. But see, you... What does the Bible say? He throws cords of love on us. Just, see, tie them to the truth. Me and my house shall be saved. As for me and my house, we will trust and serve the Lord. Me and my house, we just went through a whole thing. Me and my house shall be saved. Because God has saved me, I'm working that salvation, and God is going to do everything possible are you listen? I mean, they're just going to have to go over the blood. They're going to have to go over all these prayers. They're going to have to go, you know. And if you and you put your finger in the devil underneath the devil's nose, you don't need to think that you're going to get my family, do you? You may get Joe Blow's family down there that's too busy to go to church and pay attention. You may go down and he, he bet on the wrong horse. I can't do nothing about that. That's his choice. But I'll tell you I've made a choice. And that choice I made because I want to see my children be with me forever together in heaven with me. That's a fundamental to the choice I made about serving God. You don't need to think that I'm going to quit. See, just because you think you're stepping up, you ain't seen step up yet. Now, when you start, I've seen Sandy. Now, you know. You mess with her children, you done, you know, even with me. If I question sometimes about, you know, the grandchildren and all that, you don't need to think you're going to get in the way of a mama bear and her cub. Ain't going to happen without somebody paying a heck of a price. Where is that today? Oh, well, you know, it's just the way of the world. Well, that's not the way of the kingdom. Can you hear God talking in this today? The heart of God. He's got some folks, you know, thank God we, you know, I mean, we have our own family. But, you know, this, you know, I mean, we could have quit church after we got our family through, right? After we we took the kids to church. Now it's done. There's no need to go to church anymore. No, God's got children. God's got children. Generations that need looking after They need loving. They need protection. They need provision. Are you listening? And the church, listen, we never looked at the church to be everything for us. It was part of what we were doing. But it wasn't everything that we were doing. Are you listening? When they came home from church, we checked to make sure that the church was saying the same thing we were saying. Amen. Amen. But part of churches, they need to hear from hear about God and hear from God within those walls, but also outside of those walls, in our walls, in our home. Amen. He tied us to Moses, he tied us to Elijah here, and he said, uh, if they refuse, who's he talking about? Not, he's talking about the parents the children he said i'll come and put the land under a curse what's the answer to everything that's going on today father's hearts mother's hearts need to be turned toward their children and children's hearts need to be turned towards their parents the root needs to start feeding for the fruit the root needs to understand you exist of that acorn way out there on that branch and the acorn needs to be needs to understand that it is tied absolutely perpetually tied to that root amen people talk about calling america back to god you know america was uh the founding fathers, so does if you want to call it that the founding father's See, uh, dedicated this nation to the propagation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. All of its fundamental laws uh, are based biblically. Many of our cities and towns and little hamlets are named after places in Israel. They took it out of the book. Israel uh, was a nation that God formed for himself. America was a nation that formed itself for God. Dedicate itself to God. Now you can, you can. There, all kind of stuff can happen. Way out here, get way off in the thing. But it's time for the root to begin to produce deep, tie, deeply tied to the truth. To begin to provide that truth. Amen. Amen. To begin to provide that truth. Once again. And that's how it, And it starts at the family level. It starts at the individual level. See, we can't control what all these people do and, and don't do, but you can choose for you. You can say, as for me and my house, I'm drawing a circle around my house. It's going to live in the blessing of God. It's going to be tied to the truth because I'm a prayer. I'm going to pray it on through. Amen. Whether you came early or came late. Doesn't matter. We came didn't we? We're here. And as long as there's breath in our body. We're going to serve the Lord. I'm praying over this. That there would be a revelation. that, That there would be a turning. There has to be something that is supernatural in our hearts. Where God turns our hearts. From just surviving and trying to exist you know uh and to make it through these kinds of times to realize god's not through we still with he's not through with you he's not through with your family you have right now either naturally or spiritually, or both, you have right now the generations represented. Now you are, and you cannot think of your life in terms of parts and pieces that separate yourself from when it says this generation, God's talking at least three there. I am the God of Abraham, I'm the God of the root, I'm the God of the trunk and the branch and the limbs and the branches, and I'm the God of those acorns way out there on the outer edges of things. We have to begin to think of our lives in the context of the whole. And that's the only place that it makes real sense. Amen. Now God does not ever call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So we answer the call and then God will equip us. God will anoint us. God will grace us. God will give us what we need. See, and most of that's going to, most of your business is going to be done in powerful prayer. The Bible says that, and gave the example of Elijah, says the heartfelt prayer, see. So if it's not from the heart, you know, we're, we shouldn't have to beg people to be involved in training and teaching and loving and caring for The generations. We pray for a turning of the hearts. Because we live in a culture that's steeped in selfishness. Selflessness does not come easily. Service. Even when Jesus' disciples, he said, you know, they were arguing and fussing and fighting about stuff. He took a little. They said, who's the greatest? He took a little child and put it in front of them. So in Jesus' eyes, the greatest in the kingdom of God is a child. It's the acorn. He goes, y'all are arguing about who's going to be the biggest tree. It's about the acorn, boys, girls. It's about the children. And except you become like this little child. Well, let's just for a moment think about that. A little child is at the mercy of whoever will teach it and train it because it don't know. It needs to know. It wants to know. But it doesn't know. It needs looking after. It needs direction. It needs guidance. And it will respond, any child will respond to love. When the truth is spoken in love, it, and, lo, and, and love will find a way to speak the truth lovingly. Amen? A touch. You know how you touch people's lives. And people need to be touched, our children need to be touched. It's a raging torrent out there right now that they could be swept away in. You know, when it's your, if you if if you feel like, well, that's my child, you hesitate to jump in and rescue them. Amen. If you have the heart, when we act out of a heart, service is not a problem. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for today, that your word, that you take it, and that you, and that you release the life that's in it. Lord, that we would have your heart, that we would hear your heart, that we would see what you see, hear what you hear, know what you know. God, I thank you that there is a turning happening. There, is, there are those of this generation, all three, that we're looking and listening for you. That we understand and know the days and times that we live in. And Lord, may we may we rise up, lift our lives at, to a a better place, a higher place where we acknowledge you and where we join you in your work in Jesus' name. Lord, you blessed us and make us a blessing to the next generations for what's next in jesus name we thank you for it don't want to be remiss in this you know i we we realize that for many people this this but you got to wade out into the confusion and the chaos of the culture just because it's a whirlwind doesn't mean that you know we are called to speak to those things and command them to be still that you might know god Your experience may not be, you know, the perfect little ideal uh, family with the little picket fence and everything went well. Probably anything but in the world that we live in today. But that doesn't change God's heart towards you. That he is still a father, has always been a father. And that his heart is turned towards you. And that he wants you to. To turn your heart towards him today, and I believe there are people that i 'm talking to you know the Bible says this when your father and your mother forsook you, it says, the Lord took me in, he took me up he didn 't give up on me. you may have felt you know we live in a in a world today where most people truth be known if you if you cleared away all the clutter, all the clutter they Live with orphaned hearts. They feel all alone. They feel abandoned. They feel betrayed. See. Bereft. Of any fences for their life. Of love and care and real concern. What does it matter? Well I'll tell you. You matter. So it matters. And God. The Bible says that his spirit we have received his spirit is the spirit of adoption he doesn't leave us as orphans jesus said that i'm not going to leave you as an orphan and that's and he said he would send the holy spirit and that holy spirit is that desire for family that desire to belong that desire to be loved that desire to have to be to feel safe and secure that comes from god There's a turning of hearts. I believe that God's turning your heart today. I want to help you right now. Just simple. I can't save you. You You know you can't save yourself. The church can't save you, but it can offer you. It can offer you the one who does. And that would be Jesus Christ. He came to show us what it... To reconcile us, the Bible says, to God. And show us what the Father... And what a son or a daughter, our response to his love and his care. So, let's pray this simple prayer. If you'll open up your heart, God wants to adopt you right now into his family. and Call you son or daughter, and you acknowledge him as your heavenly father. Dear Jesus, come into my heart, change my life. I need a father. I need God. I thank you for doing that for me. I say, Father, forgive me. Receive me. I believe you. Right now, I'm yours, and I declare you're mine. Jesus is my Lord. Amen. Now, if you meant that prayer, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to you. And, it, and you'll know the difference because you'll change from the inside out. And God will begin uh, to father you. God will begin to take care of you. God will begin to be all your source of supply, of provision, of protection, as that's what fathers do. And I want to congratulate you on that. There's no greater decision. This is the one thing that will change everything. Until the next time, our prayer for you, as always, is that you would have a heart that's at rest. Because today you need to know how very blessed you are. God is, can be and is and will be your very own Father.